You guys, I'm so honored anytime we are able to welcome a new sponsor to the Shamelessly Feminine Show. Our sponsors really help us keep the show going and share in our mission of helping women. And this week, we welcome Elemis to the show. And I'm thank you, Elemis, for being a sponsor and for believing in what we do. You guys might have heard of Elemis. It's a cult brand. It's the number one selling luxury skincare brand in Britain. They have an award-winning line of products that are proven to reduce the signs of fine lines and wrinkles and to keep your skin hydrated, plump, and smooth. Every groundbreaking product is an innovative blend of science with the chemistry of nature and Elemis's meticulous attention to detail. Their pioneer formulas and remarkably transformative results is what sets their skincare apart. There's one product in particular that is not only a favorite, but it has cult status globally. It's won a bunch of awards, and it's always given shout-outs by beauty editors for its amazing anti-aging properties. It's called the Pro Collagen Marine Cream, and it's clinically proven to reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles in just 14 days. With one sold globally every eight seconds and hundreds of five-star reviews talking about how amazing and light it feels on your skin and the difference that people are seeing after using it for just a couple of weeks, this product is a must-try. The secret to this super cream is seaweeds and lots of them. Elemis is known for harnessing the power of science and nature, in particular seaweeds and algae, to make serious skincare that gives you results. So we want you to try before we buy, and you know you won't be disappointed. So this is where you need to go. You need to go to elemis.com, that's E-L-E-M-I-S dot com, forward slash U-S, forward slash shamelessly feminine. And of course, we'll put that in the show notes for you to sign up and claim a sample of their best-selling Pro Collagen Marine Cream for just $10, which is shipping included, and that's a value of $45, so you're going to save a ton of money. Make sure you hurry. It's first come, first serve. So guys, check out Elemis, elemis.com forward slash US forward slash shamelessly feminine. Support our sponsors for supporting us. Thank you, Elemis, and I am definitely going to be trying this out myself. Hey guys, I'm Jen Rosenbaum, and welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine podcast. Today, I'm excited to have Dr. Mary Claire Haver uh, on with us. She's a wife, a mom, a physician, and an entrepreneur who has devoted her adult life to women's health. Uh, she's a board-certified OBGYN in the Houston area. She's delivered thousands of babies, completed thousands of well-woman exams, counseled patients, taught residents, and did everything an academic professor and an OBGYN could do. But as her population aged, she was overwhelmed with the number of complaints and concerns her patients had with weight gain while going through menopause. Hello, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> so I'm very excited about this conversation today. Uh, so for years, she told her patients to eat less and exercise more, but it wasn't until she felt menopause come on and she went through the changes that she realized her advice didn't work. So we're here today to talk to her about something that she created called the Galveston Diet, and it's the first and only nutrition program in the world created by a female OBGYN designed for women in menopause. So, uh, I mean, speak to me, sister, because... <laughs> Let me tell you, I think that, well, first of all, I'm so interested to hear, I'm, I'm going to let you speak in one sure. second about the Galveston diet, about your history, about everything. But what I love the most about this entire intro is that you were going through menopause and then you realize, wait a minute, I'm making a mistake. And as you know, coming from somebody like me, who has been to a lot of doctors, um, you know, I always say the doctors, I'm not sure they always give you the best advice unless they've been through it. It's so hard to know. So I'm glad that you're coming from that place today. And I'm so looking forward to hearing about the Galveston diet. Tell us about this. 
Hi, um, thank you for having me on. This is wonderful to be able to just talk about it and share the message. Um, you know, just like the intro said, I was straight up kind of regular OB-GYN, tons of well-woman exams, delivering babies left and right. And, and as I was aging, my patient population was aging with me. I mean, we kind of had babies together and then got done with having babies and started the next phase of our lives. And patients would come to me and I'll never forget they would two things they would say one that a light switch has gone off like some kind of a bomb has dropped a light's gone off but like all of a sudden things are very very different and i would just take a deep breath and be like yeah this is just part of aging i mean everything i was taught to say mm -hmm. we know that these biochemical changes happen but we're not great at explaining why or what we can do about it other than shut up and deal with it um, <laughs> or, or maybe take this potentially harmful medication Right, which so, is what women are told about so many things. <laughs> and, and, you know, I come from an amazing OB-GYN training program. I am a boss in the OR. I can, you know, run endocrinology with the best of them. But there's definitely some gaps in my training, mostly around nutrition, mm. which I discovered later. So I, I wish I could say something altruistic, like so many patients complain about this, that I felt this drive, this need to fix the problem. Literally, I was the most selfish human being on the planet. It wasn't until it happened to me <laughs> and that all the things I told the patients to do over the years, um, I, I went through going through menopause and then I had a big life trauma. My brother passed away mm. and I was super close with him and, and had to love him through some really bad health choices and watch him die. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of you know my grief, I was 20 pounds overweight, you know, all in my middle and so I was like, okay, it's time to do the things that I know that I tell patients to do to get well, you know, to get better and to get healthy again. So I doubled down at the gym and, you know, started counting calories. I downloaded an app, Fitbit or one of those things, mm -hmm. you know, was wearing the watch, tracking everything and it wouldn't come off. I mean, I, I was like, okay, well, I'm not trying hard enough. So I would triple down at the gym. I was weighing myself multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed. I was cranky. I was yelling at my husband. I was yelling at my kids. I was, everything was about food. I was tracking every morsel and I was eating mostly like things of bags and bars and diet this and diet that. And it just, you know, finally my husband who works overseas, he goes for a month at a time on his trips. He was getting on the plane. The car was coming to get him. And, um, I said, when you get back, you're going to have the wife you deserve. And he looked at me and he took a deep breath and he said, I have the wife I deserve something's going on with you. Mm. Like, don't blame me or don't, you know, you are exactly, I love you exactly the way you are, but this is bothering you and you're really smart and I trust that you can figure this out. So I don't want you to be perfect when I get back. I just want you to have an answer. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I realized I sounded like all of my patients who I had patted on the knee and internally rolled my eyes a tiny bit mm -hmm. and kind of patronized just saying, well, it's just, you know, part of life and part of what's going on. And it was just a slap in the face. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this wrong. Counting calories for me is not working. And I marched over to the nutrition department at our university that I was employed at, at the time. They have a great nutrition department. And I said, Hey guys, what's going on in menopause? Why am I and all these women gaining weight? And they're like, <laughs> new studies on 25 year old male athletes mm -hmm. you know, and lock up in a lab for six weeks or astronauts. Cause where I worked was tied to NASA or the elderly. Mm. Here's what we know. And maybe you can extrapolate some stuff. So I just started reading any and everything I could get my hands on. 
and kept seeing this recurrence, you know, when I could find anything on midlife, inflammation, inflammation, inflammation just kept popping up again and again and again. I'm like, okay, that makes sense because what we know about chronic inflammation, not acute, acute is when you twist your ankle or you get a cold or, you know, and it, something happens out of the ordinary. Mm. Chronic is that day-to-day beat down, that day-to-day achy, not feeling good, you know, slowly, slowly changes are happening in your body that are leading to increased aging. So there's kind of a perfect storm that happens for men and women starting in midlife. One, our cells start really exhibiting the signs of aging. That's a normal process. However, that process is exquisitely sensitive to nutritional changes. And Mm -hmm. that has not been understood for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, for women, just the fact that when our hormones change, when our ovaries really start breaking down, it's not so much that estrogen is an anti-inflammatory hormone. It is a little bit. But when we give women back HRT post-menopause, they sleep better, their joints feel better, their brain fog gets a little better, but they don't lose the weight and their inflammation levels that we can measure don't go down. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much the decrease of estrogen more than the ovary, than the whole system breaking down and the loss of testosterone, the loss of progesterone, the loss of all of it. So I'm like, okay, just that, regardless of age, causes inflammation. Aging causes inflammation. And then when we gain at this age, it does tend to be in our midsection. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have never gained weight there before. Patients would come in and grab their bellies and shake them and say, what is this? And I'd be like, I don't know. So that midsection fat gain acts as its own pro-inflammatory organ as well. The fat cells there produce cytokines, which are anti, which are pro-inflammatory hormones, much more than other fat deposits in our body, like in our hips and thighs, mm. um, arms, legs, that kind of stuff. So we have three things working against us in middle age um, that are leading to this. And they kind of work synergistically together. It increases your aging, it increases your inflammation, it increases your weight gain, especially in the midsection. So I was like, okay, um, I don't want this to happen. What can I do to decrease this? Well, all of the data, everything, every study, it's not a pill, nothing. It's simple nutritional changes. Mm. Loading up on on behavior and practices that decrease inflammation and doing away with those that add inflammation. So when I developed Galveston Diet, I was like, okay, what do we know? I loved, loved, loved Mark Matson's um, studies on intermittent fasting. He is one of my heroes. This guy makes no money. He works for the NIH, National Institutes of Health. Um, he started doing neurodegenerative research, so Alzheimer's and dementia, and studying fasting as an alternative therapy for that. And the data was just mind blowing. So, of course, then they extended it to other mammals and then humans. And it's really fasting in itself is a hugely you know, intermittent fasting, anti inflammatory on its own. So, okay, when you eat counts. Now, in the next phase is what you eat. So I looked at how do we get rid of things we know cause inflammation, nitrites, artificial color, artificial flavoring, you know, all of those chemicals added to things to improve the likelihood we're going to buy, repeat, and get addicted to certain substances. Get those out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now let's add in the things we know fight inflammation, Um, anthocyanins, fruits, vegetables, things with multiple colors, things loaded with fiber, things loaded with fluid. I mean, you know, things found in nature generally, I and mean, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the third component of Galveston diet is, is setting up a platform so that people can break their addiction. And it's a really strong addiction to simple sugars, you know, added sugars and simple carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Um, so replacing that with complex carbohydrates, legumes, you know, things that 
you know, give you the carbs that your body does need, but also gives it to you in such a way that they're packed with other multiple helpful things, micronutrients, fiber, you know, water, all of it. So sorry, that was a whole lot. No, that was amazing. I'm on, I'm quiet because I'm laser focused and absorbing all of this. Um, I, so I, I put together all this in a little folder just for me and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. So I, I made, you know, I came up with a little meal plan. I found an app to help me track macros because I'm like, I can't count calories anymore, but I've got to keep track. So I figured counting macros and looking at the quality of food, not the quantity is going to do me better in the long run. So I practiced on myself and literally that 20 pounds, I mean, it took a couple months, but it melted off. Not only that, I was sleeping better. Mm-hmm. My brain fog was better. I was a boss in the morning. I mean, I could like whip out work like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I was working out better. My joints felt better. I mean, all of the non-scale benefits were so much better. So then of course my girlfriends are like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, we all work out together like three days a week you know, what's going on. So I took my little copies of my little plan and I'm handing it out and then I'm giving it to patients at work. Just here, try this. What do you think? Give me some feedback. And then it got out on Facebook. So I started talking about it on Facebook. All of a sudden I have 5,000 new friends who all want to hear about it. (laughs) So I ended up running, you know, kind of tweaking the program through Facebook groups. I would invite people to volunteer and I did about I had about 1,500 students come through the program through private Facebook groups, all for free before I decided, you know, this could be a business for me. Mm-hmm. And the feedback was incredible. And the, and the coolest thing was these little communities would form and they would mm-hmm. cheer each other on. And, you know, we all have bad days. We all have party that popped up or you, you know, ate the salsa and the chips when you didn't want to. And, you know, and just everybody, the reassurance, the accountability, the love that formed in those groups just made it really, really magical. And so, you know, after a year of that, finally, a couple of really savvy physician friends were like, hey, this is your intellectual property. Somebody's going to take it. You need to like get it, mm-hmm. you know, trademark, you need to, whatever you need to do and you need to make this a business. And I was like, what? Mm. So I, you know, tried an ebook. That was a huge flop. That was a disaster. <laughs> I tried so many different things and then finally settled on an online course. Someone told me about it. I took some classes on how to set one up kind of jumped in with two feet. I already had all the knowledge and the data behind me. I didn't make anything up. I just took everything I'd done and I dumped it into an online program. And that seemed to be what most people responded to and decided that was a way the information was presented that made sense to them. Mm -hmm. So that's how the Gavelson Diet Signature Program Online was born. I'm looking at that right now. Um, I called it up as we're we're chatting about it. 22,000 students enrolled in that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I think, um, so I'm turning 45 this year. And although I'm technically maybe a little bit young for menopause, I am in medical menopause. I'm on Lupron shots okay. uh, once a month. So, uh, and tamoxifen, I'm a breast cancer survivor. So okay. tamoxifen and the whole thing. So I, um, it's a little different, but it's ease into it. You went through <sighs> like a brick wall. Let's yeah. Go. I mean, and it feels like that. And here's the thing that I found also that, uh, and so I have a lot of friends that are in perimenopause right now or early menopause. Um, so we're all sort of dealing with it. And it's, it feels like a midlife crisis. I don't know. My mom didn't tell me about this. You know, I, nobody really tells you about all of this because the weight gain and the feeling like a stranger in your own body is 
um, just a side effect, I think, of all the other things. So you're already feeling more pain in the joints. You're feeling like, oh, all of a sudden I'm noticing more wrinkles and my face is falling a little and my hair is drier. And, you know, there's all these things that, that you're like, whoa, what is happening right now? And then on top of it, you're like, and now I'm gaining weight. I'm not doing anything different. Mm -hmm. And you just feel like a foreigner. It's like you're trying to put on your pants. It's like, how are you supposed to feel good about all the other things that are going on when your clothes don't fit anymore? Or, you know, I don't know about you, but my husband, if he wants to lose weight, just has to think about it and five pounds falls off. And for me, I'm like you doubling down at the gym and busting my butt and tracking my food. And I'm like, what is going on here? Nothing is working. Exactly. I, you know, heard that exact statement for years from patients Mm. like, I haven't done anything different. My husband, you know, I'm not sitting on the couch mowing through a whole bag of lace. You know, like, like I'm doing the things and it's not working. And not only am it's not working, I'm gaining weight, you know? And for women in this society, once the weight gain starts coming, nothing else in the world matters. Like we can't think about anything else. Like that's the number one problem for most of us in our lives. So the beautiful thing about Galveston diet is, is for me, of course, people are losing weight, but it's almost like a side effect mm. of every, all those other things you talked about, your joints, your sleep, your brain fog, you, you just are feeling better. The other thing is people are feeling like they have control back in their lives because yeah. that control is a huge emotional, you know, especially for someone like you who had a breast cancer diagnosis to deal with. Now we're going to put you on these you know, life-saving, but really make you feel crappy medications Mm -hmm. and, you know, and say, go, go live your life now and be normal. Um, It's really tough. And so Galveston diet, you know, the first component is intermittent fasting. And that, if you've never tried it, is something that scares people the most, Mm -hmm. they're the most leery about, how could I not eat breakfast, blah, 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 black coffee, no way. But what, it ends up being the easiest thing mm. for them to master in the program. And it gives them such a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you lose a few pounds. Intermittent fasting is not really for weight loss. You'll lose some, but it's modest. But what you gain in mental clarity, what you gain in anti-inflammation is huge. Mm. Um, so I like to start with that. Mm-hmm. And it's free. <laughs> you know, intermittent fasting, you don't have to take a pill yeah. um, or do anything. And, and you, almost everyone can do it. Yeah, I've done that. Uh, I've done that, and it does work. <laughs> it does if you know if you can be. The problem with that is like you know, and what I find with all of these things, and maybe you can talk about that a little bit, is like real life. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I travel a lot for work, and you know, I'm social, and I have kids, and you know, it's like okay, well, like this weekend, for example, perfect example. I have a bat mitzvah to go to. I have a birthday party to go to. I'm going to London on Monday. I'm, you know, and then you know, to think ahead and to plan and to be a mom and all these other things can sometimes feel overwhelming. So, how do you break it down for people when they're also trying to live life? They can, we can't just sit in a bubble and go, okay, well, I'm only eating from twelve to six, so sorry, you want to have breakfast with me meeting. I can't meet you then, you know, like important business person. It's, you know, how, how do you um, well, make adjustments for real life? The nice thing about at least the fasting part is the flexibility is that if you got to eat a little bit early, you can always make up for it later. You mm-hmm. can always shift that window around. You try to stick to the same window day to day, but if life gets in the way, especially I travel overseas a lot and I'm always like, am I on this clock or that clock? Right. Yeah. You know, and finally I'm like, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to do my best. And once I become acclimated to that time zone, then I'm going to go back to my usual fasting hours, Mm -hmm. you know, 
if I get invited to something special where I'm expected to have breakfast, I will have breakfast. Mm. You know, I'll just make up for it on the back end. It's the 80 20 rule, you know, mm. <laughs> like 80% yeah. of the time you're perfect and 20% of the time, meh, you know, you do your best. You still have to live your life and enjoy. Okay. But a crucial part of Galveston diet is rethinking the planning aspect. Mm -hmm. You can't just wing it. Winging it is what got you in this, you know, building your life around the availability of convenience foods is what put a lot of us in this position. Mm, yeah. And those convenience foods, sadly, are packed with preservatives to make them convenient, packed with artificial color, artificial flavor, all of it. Any, you know, so it's having to rethink our nutrition to make it a priority in our life and not something that we're just going to figure out, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Can you give us an example of maybe like what a, a day on the Galveston diet looks like as far as what you're eating or timing? Yeah. Um, so for most people, roughly, they'll break their fast around noon. Mm -hmm. So they'll have, you know, um, tea, unsweetened tea or black coffee, water, uh, water with like lemon or herbs or something that give the water some flavor, actually watering it up right here. Um, mm -hmm. Just staying hydrated through noon and then breaking, break your fast at noon. So for me, a typical day would be um, half a cup of plain Greek yogurt, you know, full fat with a quarter cup of some fresh berries with a sprinkle of dried unsweetened coconut flakes and nuts. So I'll do walnuts or just whatever. I'll have a bunch in my pantry and I just pick one that looks good that day and I'll do a quarter cup of that. So that's how I'll break my fast because it's a good balance of probiotics, fiber, protein, healthy fats. Um, and antioxidants plus some omega threes, like if I do walnuts. So, and then around midday, I'll have some kind of a protein carb. Like I'll have apple with with peanut butter, and you know, natural peanut butter, um, or maybe a cheese stick and some celery, or you know, some kind of a fruit vegetable thing with a healthy fat. And then for dinner, you know, we eat dinner. We've always had dinner early at our at our home. Um, I'll do some kind of a protein, so fish, uh, grilled chicken, something with beef, whatever. My kids aren't big pork fans, though I try. Um, but some kind of a protein source, and then a double veggie, usually a salad. Plus, you know, we love Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Um, I try to get a lot of color in there, so I'll maybe chop up some some red bell peppers or something to, you know, give us a nice balance. But it's usually a protein, a vegetable, and then some kind of a healthy fat as well, like mm -hmm. avocado. I mean, I have avocado for a snack a lot, half an avocado mm -hmm. um, sprinkled in. That's pretty much it. What about somebody that maybe is looking to cut out dairy or cut down on meat? Sure. If you're lactose intolerant, you definitely, that's inflammatory to you. It doesn't cause inflammation as much as it, the gut bacteria can't break down the lactose. Mm -hmm. So it causes a lot of gas. So people mm -hmm. with lactose intolerance are like horribly bloated, gassy diarrhea, all of it when they have lactose. Um, so now some people swear that they're allergic to the protein in, in um, dairy and okay you know, but you probably should go to an allergist and get that checked to be sure. Mm. There are definitely some cheeses like Parm, Parmesan has very little lactose, almost none. So you can use that as a finisher. Dairy in the Galveston diet, besides yogurt here and there, because I like the probiotic, we might use it for just a finisher, a sprinkle or toss it in a salad, but not like a main part of a meal mm -hmm. uh, because it is on the high side of saturated fat. And one of the things we look at as we go through the program is your ratio of saturated to unsaturated fats. Mm -hmm to make sure you're getting it probably twice the amount of unsaturated versus saturated. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. And so there's flexibility. I'm just looking at the website. That's why I'm I'm kind of looking away from you for a moment. But uh, the meal plan, plans and recipes. Um, we do. When we first started Galveston Diet, there were no meal plans. People, we just winged it, you know, and we'd share what we were eating and stuff. But then as it got more successful, I have people who just want to be told what to do, when to do, and how to do it. Mm. Otherwise, they're frustrated. So against my better judgment, I did five. I hired a nutritionist and did five weeks of meal plans. Mm. So, you know, my, my caveat to that is I don't know what you're allergic to. I don't know what you can tolerate. I don't know what you like. I was just trying to give a framework of something for you to kind of go by to see what a typical day and that the macros were all balanced for you for the day. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. So when they join this group, they also get, um, I'm, I'm asking, I don't know. They also yes, get access to a Facebook group. So for the support well, not, you're well, saying or uh, not anymore. There is a Facebook group where we share a lot on there, but we have, um, so the online program is self-study, do it on your own. You have lifetime access. There's a 30 day money back guarantee. I know that adult learners all learn differently. So I have some videos, some written material. I have infographics for people who like to visualize things. So I try to hit all types of learning. Mm -hmm. You do it at your own pace. If you're one of those people who feels like you need a group for accountability, you know, then you can opt into, and it's an extra charge into one of the private coaching groups. And those groups run over six weeks. Okay. And we have myself and certified coaches together that run, cause I can't do everything. Um, right. assuming I want to do it. Um, that help run the program. And we basically spoon feed you everything, answer questions. There's lots of sharing. And again, these little communities form, but we do it over a six week um, time period to give everybody time to make sure that you nail each component down one by one. Mm. Yeah, um, that's great. I think the accountability is so important. It's like, I know for me, I, you know, as far as the, like, I'm pretty motivated to go to the gym, but they're like, if I'm going to meet a friend at the gym, I'm definitely not, not yeah. going, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I will never let you down. I might let me down sometimes, but I'm never going to let you down. I agree. I, um, have, we kind of put a gym together in our garage downstairs Yeah. and I have my girlfriends, I send out a text every single morning because that's the one thing to make sure that I'm going to get down there and exercise yeah. is that my friends are coming in. I will not let them down. Yeah, totally. So I'm curious, it's sort of off, it's on the topic, off the topic, but I'm so, so curious why, um, why do you think that physicians don't really get that much nutritional uh, education? You know, that's a great question. And I, when I started down this journey, I realized what a gap I had and that I truly didn't understand. You know, we were taught in certain like extreme disease states, you know, extreme uh, micronutrient deficiencies, uh, iodine for thyroids, things like that. But just day to day, teaching patients how to eat, what to eat. We were never, ever taught that. It's kind of like, you know it when you see it. And I think that the medical field and industry was so focused on treating disease rather than preventing disease mm. that there's just no place. There's no time. I mean, mm -hmm. believe me, medical training is jam-packed. My residency was jam-packed. And their prevention just falls at the wayside. It's like, that's common knowledge. People should just understand that inherently. And they actually don't. And mm -hmm. that so many things in industry are working against us for that. Mm -hmm. So I went back and got certified in culinary medicine. It was a year and a half of coursework and lab work and training and passing a certification exam because I felt like I needed to fill this gap in my knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm so glad I did it. I learned 
oh my God, so much. Which is actually really, there's, there's the two areas that really surprised me, or I should say three areas that really surprised me so much about that is OB, pediatrics, and oncology. It's like, those are really the three areas I would think that, you know, even when I was going through chemotherapy, I remember saying to my doctor, you know, they would say like, well, we don't want you to have supplements and no raw fruits and veggies and no, you, you just need calories. That's it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, shouldn't I be eating this or that? Or even now there's like so much conversation around soy. Is it good for women? Is it bad for women? Is it, you know, we just don't have those answers. It's, it's so unbelievable. And to get a straight answer um, out of a doctor is, is hard. So my, one of my good friends is a dietitian. So when you go to school and get a degree in nutrition, you still have to go back and get a master's to become a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. Um, so she was actually hired by the oncology department at the university we were at together. I delivered her kids, which is how we Mm -hmm. got friends. And because like cancer treatment, as you know, is now multi- uh, specialty and you have these groups that get together where you have a radiation oncologist and, and your surgeon and then the, the person who does chemo and then the nutritionist. But really, she even struggles with her own choices on day to day because she's so specialized to like know about tra- TPN, which is transparential nutrition, you know, people who can't swallow, mm-hmm. what to put in the IV so they stay alive, you know, mm-hmm. um, what micronutrients need to be replaced with this concoction or that concoction rather than just eat this. I mean, but she told me from day one, you know, when you talk about supplements and um, you have to be really careful because you should get in an ideal world, you should get all of your nutrition from whole food. You shouldn't need to supplement. Unfortunately, we live in 2020 in the right. United States, and that's just not happening. Right. And so there are things that we know we need to supplement. Fiber is a huge one, and fiber mm-hmm. is almost harmless. And if, you have to start slow, but you know you can. It's hard to kill yourself on fiber, and it will decrease your risk of colon cancer dramatically. It will stabilize your blood sugar. It will decrease your um, risk of diabetes if you get enough fiber in your diet. So those type of things, you know, but zero training in medical school. Mm, yeah. It's amazing. So when you say you're counting macros, are you counting, um, carbs, proteins, fats, or are you also counting are carbohydrates, proteins, fats, actually alcohol is a macronutrient. We try not to count that one. Um, that was yeah. going to be my next question, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> yes. Alcohol. I mean, everything in moderation, um, alcohol has definitely shown, if you look at the studies on the Mediterranean, um, eating habits and, uh, so red wine, especially, um, but it's only slightly better than white wine, slightly better than hard alcohol. So alcohol has been shown to have some antioxidant, anti-inflammatory benefits, but in limited amounts. So that's one glass of wine per day for a woman, no more than two for a man. That doesn't mean you can save up all your wine for the weekend and have your four glasses <laughs> because the minute you cross over that boundary, you've undone all of that good. And now you've taken yourself mm. into like, horrific levels of inflammation as those of us who have occasionally drank too much know. Yes. <laughs> How horrible you feel. So, um, so yes, alcohol in very, very much moderation. So most of my uh, students are like, well, if I can only have one glass, what's the point? I'm not even going to drink. <laughs> so, right. And so, I mean, when you're going through menopause, you need something to help you through, right? <laughs> what about, uh, do you count fiber? Was my going to be my follow-up? Yeah, so the apps that I use and that I recommend, I don't own them or, you know, um, are definitely fiber trackers. Mm-hmm. And medical study, you know, the data says 25 to 30 grams a day for optimal gut health. Now, the majority of that should be from food, you mm-hmm. know, 
whole food because with that food, say a raspberry, you're getting a ton of fiber. You're also getting those anthocyanins, the antioxidants, anti-inflammatory, micronutrients, and fructose, you know, all of that wrapped in this beautiful little yummy package Mm -hmm. Um, versus just doing psyllium husk, which is okay, but you're missing all that extra stuff. When they did studies, and this was in the obese, looking at people who supplemented all their fiber and people who got all their fiber through nutrition, the nutrition end, they lost a little bit more weight and their inflammatory markers were better Mm. than who just supplemented. So I do, I sell supplements. I sell a fiber supplement and an omega-3 with vitamin D. But my mantra is always, this is a supplement to what you're eating. This is Mm. not I'm curious, vitamin D, let's talk about that for just one second. Um, Because when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, the first thing they did was test my vitamin D levels. And I was so low that they put me on an extreme amount of vitamin D for a few months, actually, just to get my levels up higher. And so I realized that it can, you know, it's, it's obviously something we're all missing, right? I don't, I, it's cold as heck up here right now. (laughs) And it was added to dairy and a lot of people have cut back on dairy. So you Mm. lost that source. Um, we are, or three things have happened. The, the naturally occurring vitamin D, um, people just aren't eating a lot of things anymore that mm. you know, contain vitamin D. And the third is we're a lot more sensitive to how much sun exposure we're getting. Mm-hmm. And that's the source of vitamin D as well. So, you know, we're wearing a lot of sunscreen, we're not drinking dairy, and we've changed our diet to where we're excluding vitamin D. The other thing is vitamin D is fat soluble. It takes a while for those levels to build up. Mm. So you've gone months and months and months and months you know, with low vitamin D intake or low vitamin D production. And of course you're going to run low, Mm -hmm. but it's going to take a while for those supplements to help you build back up to a healthy, a healthy um, range. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have to tell you, I feel different (laughs) now that I take it every day. And it's something I'm curious if you find um, through menopause also is helpful. Does it help women? Does it help It's not hurting and definitely you need it for normal bodily functions for enzymes and and whatnot, vitamin D it's used. And when you check, I mean, there's a huge, huge portion of the population that is low. Yeah. I tell every woman, I'm like, get your vitamin D checked. I don't know if your doctor told you, but get it checked. I appreciate you taking your time today to explain not only the diet, but the process of how you got there, because I think that that will inspire a lot of women that, um, you know, are entrepreneurs and can build a career outside their career to, you know, spread love and and wonderfulness in the world. So I appreciate you sharing all of that. Where can everybody find you if they want to find more about you and the Galveston diet? Sure. We have a website. It's www.galvestondiet.com. It's G-A-L-V-E-S-T-O-N. I'm also on Facebook, at the Galveston Diet, Instagram at the Galveston Diet, Pinterest at the Galveston Diet, and yes, YouTube. Great. We have a ton of videos out there at the Galveston Diet. So if you just Google the Galveston Diet, you'll find us. Yeah, awesome. And I just went on your website and I signed up for the free PDF oh, download. Good. So yeah, you guys can go do that. So I appreciate you being have a free here. Free meal plan just to get you rolling, kind yeah. of give you an yeah. idea. A, there should be a video attached to it somewhere. Um, with me in the kitchen. There is. Yeah. I I muted it. So it didn't bother us, but uh, I will go back and watch it. So it's a great website, super easy to get through. And um, it was great to get to know you and I appreciate you spending time with me today. All right. Thanks so much, Jen. Thanks. If you guys love this podcast or know somebody going through menopause, we all do share this with her. And please, if you get a moment, give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, This way more people can find us and we can make the world a better place. I hope you guys have an awesome day. I'm off to go eat some fiber. (laughs) Have a great day.